Hello, this is Mental Melissa, and I'm definitely in a mental state this week. Um, it's Mother's Day week, and I have a big final event this weekend, and my kids are going to work with me, and that always thrills me to get to spend the day with them and for them to get to see what I do, or in this case, used to do. Um, and then they will come over Sunday morning and spend the day with me. And then, unfortunately, I will be taking them back to their dad's um, in the late afternoon because I have to go tear down this event that we're doing on Saturday. But whatever. I'm happy I get to see them. Um, it will be my final evening working and then I am done in the event industry, which is kind of exciting. Um, today, I started my morning meeting uh, with one of our wedding planners, and she has a birthday party for her boys every year that we help out on. So we met with her and she just had a little baby a month ago and it's my first time to see him. So I was super excited and hoping that I would get some snuggle time. And she was very, the mom was very, very kind. And I wasn't even there like three minutes before she had pulled him out and of his car seat and got him in my arms, which was just so sweet. Uh, I know a, a lot of new moms, you just get to look at their babies in the car seat. And, and this is her third one, but she, I mean, I held him for like an hour and a half, and he was such a little dream. Um, you really do forget how little your kids were, and all the little noises they make, and all the little faces they make, and the holding of your hand, and the grabbing onto your hair, and just a, a wonderful morning and um, and then I came home after work and um, was reading through Instagram and there was a mom talking about her uh, postpartum psychosis uh, so I had to sit and read about that because I I don't even really know what that is and she she does a great um, She's great with her words because she helps you understand what she was going through in really only like three paragraphs. Um, so I'm reading about that and I was like, you know, I wish that doctors did things differently. Um, you know, your OBs and things like that. I know when I was pregnant with my son, I, you know, had to fill out the paperwork um, these are the things I've had, these are the things I've done, these are the risks I've taken. Um, you know, you, you go in there at the end every week, <clears throat> and it would seem like an opportune time to say, hey, there is a chance that you're going to have or experience postpartum depression. And here's just kind of what that might look like. So when you come in for your appointments after having had the baby, we're going to ask you 
are you experiencing any of these symptoms? And, you know, it's not to uh, take your baby away. It's to find out if we need to, you know, get you um, therapy, if we need to get you um, some type of uh, help coming in, you know, a lactation nurse, um, somebody to help you with whatever you're struggling with, whatever's making everything hard, uh, or if we need to look at medications. And I don't feel like anybody ever said anything to me about, you know, you might experience these things. And these are things to look out for. And if you find these things happening, here's who you need to contact. Uh, so because nobody talked to me about that, um, when I had my son, my ex-husband or my, well, my husband at the time stayed home with me for the first month. He took off the first month with, you know, family medical leave act. And that was fabulous because I, uh, felt like I was way in over my head <clears throat> and um, you know you'd think after a month that you would have some of this down and, and I really didn't feel like I did now I, I do now know I did um, but I was suffering from postpartum depression and just like any depression it absolutely messes with your head um, we had put together a cute little nursery complete with uh, an actual crib <laughs> for the baby to sleep in. <clears throat> and, uh, and I think because I was so already stressing towards the end of my pregnancy that I, I, I was very worried that I wouldn't be able to put the baby in the crib. We bought one of those um, co-sleeper bed attachment things that you just, you know, it goes right up to your bed, goes under it. And so the baby's right there and you're in your own bed. And even that proved to be, to be too far away for me, my comfort level. Uh, I, I needed my baby right next to me. Um, which I'm not saying that co-sleeping is a, um, a sign of mental illness or e mental illness at all but um, my fear my very irrational fear that my child was going to die uh, is not something anybody talked to me about it's not something that I had read about it's not something that um, anybody questioned me about uh, can't remember if I was truthful or not to the doctor honestly <clears throat> about where the baby was sleeping I don't remember um, I do I do remember I do you know I know that when I filled out the paperwork uh, with this doctor you know I told him about my uh, alcohol abuse in my teens and drug abuse in my 20s and 
uh, I can't imagine. I always felt very embarrassed and very judged writing that all down. But I always wrote it all down. Same with that I had been diagnosed bipolar. And then they would ask, are you taking medications? And I would say, nope. Um, I don't know how I talked myself out of that. I can't imagine. I told them that my husband, who was not a doctor, but believed himself to have the same knowledge as a doctor, told me that I wasn't bipolar. It's I still listed it on the form. So nobody said to me, this could happen. Um, you have a higher than normal uh, probability that you are going to have some form of postpartum distress. <clears throat> um, so I slept with my child and it brought me great peace. Um, that month after my husband went back to work, um, I still slept with my child. Uh, I, I already have issues of being home alone to sleep at night. Uh, I have I have great uh, irrational. I don't even know if they're. I just have great fear of sleeping by myself. That somebody's going to break in. Uh, and kill kill me and everybody else in the house. So. He took a job traveling, which was so not ideal for me. Um, and then I had this, this baby um, who I was responsible for. So just just a real shit show in the making for my family. Um, so my ex came back on weekends. Uh, the baby and I were keeping him up because, the, well, mainly the baby was nursing incessantly and my son was not a quiet nurser. There are babies who you don't ever hear anything. And my son was a, uh, a smacking, lifting the covers with his feet, just very active. Uh, and it's my memory that he did this all night long. So eventually I moved to the guest bedroom uh, with our first child. Um, I slept so much better when my ex was home. When he wasn't, it, it really was a mess. And my postpartum depression really had some nasty aspects to it. It wasn't just that I was tired or I didn't want to bathe or uh, I didn't want to eat or I didn't want to clean house. It was, it was more... Um, Is my baby gaining enough weight? Am, am I doing this right? Um, is my child clean? Is somebody looking at it and thinking, you know, that I'm not taking care of it? I, I remember being in the grocery store and walking down the aisles and some, some weeks I would just have tears streaming down my face because I was like, this is so much effort to get these groceries and feed us. Um, and then you start feeling embarrassed that you can't even do these very normal um, 
things that you've done forever for your family. I mean, just literally crying walking through the grocery store. And then that obnoxious um, Avon person um, would stop me and, you know, be very sweet and tell me how beautiful my baby was and, you know, am I okay? And then <laughs> like two seconds later, I'm getting absolutely rage-filled that they want me to give them my phone number so they can call me uh, to talk to me about freaking skincare, which I could give a shit about. You know, I'm standing there. I probably have leaky breast and spit up on my shoulders and I reek of, you know, baby vomit milk. And I most certainly do not have makeup on and or lotion on my face. And I probably haven't washed my hair and just very cruel. I was very anti uh, multi-level marketing people for a long time because I feel like I was a walking target for about three years everywhere I went. If I went to the, the mall um, to let my toddlers play on the uh, little house thingies so that you know it was raining, we couldn't go anyplace else and I needed to get out of the house. I was just like, you, I cannot believe you're hitting me here with this. Just, I know how haggard I looked. I wore my depression like a, a badge. I think all I did was wear white shirts, white t-shirts, and big gray baggy sweatpants. That's it. Um, just sad, a sad, sad sight. Um, so... My postpartum depression made me extremely paranoid, uh, both for my child, you know, dying in their sleep and that they weren't getting enough to eat. Um, I didn't have it in a way that I wanted to harm my child, and I'm very grateful for that because that was when I later read that, that some women do, I was like, I... I I can't even imagine that. <clears throat> there, you love your child, you know you do, but this, this depression is unlike the depression that I feel now. Not not completely, but um, this this was extremely heavy and. I had a lot of anxiety that someone was going to try and take my child away because I wasn't doing a good job. Um, I was very paranoid that I was being watched uh, or somehow monitored. And so I just, I never, I never put my child down. Uh, I never... I never got away from him, uh, and, and that, that's not what I mean, but I mean, like, I never, there was never a time when he wasn't attached to me or just right with me, uh, and my mind just raced with trying to think everything through so that 
I didn't screw up. Um, you know, there, there's those, you know, you, you, your kid's in the car seat or in the carrier and you open the door and um, you put the carrier into the base plate thing so it's just a one piece when they're babies. Um, I don't even know if that's what they are now. That may be way dating myself. Um, but for a long time, uh, I kept him right behind me in the seat behind me and I couldn't reach and I couldn't see. So trying to, uh, make sure he was okay or if he was crying and of course he wouldn't take a pacifier. So just so much stress. And, um, so eventually I moved him to the other side of the back seat and it just was a more natural reach with my arm without, you know, contorting myself and getting hurt. So when I would go to put him in the seat and lock it into the, um, the actual car, there would be moments of panic of, could I get around the car fast enough and get into my seat and lock the door before something bad happened? And I don't remember exactly what the bad things were that popped in my head, but in that 45 seconds or so of me trying to get into the car, it, it was just blind panic. Um, and then I'd get in and I was fine. But as everyone knows, uh, when you come out of a panic situation like that, there's, there's adrenaline to burn off. And this was something that I would go through a couple of times a day. Um, we didn't leave often because of this and a million other reasons, but uh, you know, if I had to go to the grocery store, there's the initial getting into the car to go and then you get there and you've got to get out and then you do it all in reverse to come home. So, uh, super stressful going anywhere. Um, I do believe I had concern about my ex, uh, and what he thought. And I know he tried to be very reassuring and I, I tried to appear as though I was very confident and comfortable in what I was doing, but I very much wasn't. Um, I don't remember sleeping a lot and that was really hard and that definitely brings on some issues of its own. I didn't feel like I could talk to the doctor about this uh, because I did think somebody would take my baby. I was expecting somebody to say, you, you are not worthy, you are failing. Um, I knew I wasn't failing in effort and I knew I wasn't failing in, in love. I knew I wasn't failing in attention. I knew that, that I made, um, we had a very regular schedule and we, we stuck to it for the most part. Uh, so I'm not sure as a rational person, 
I, I didn't see why I thought I was failing. You know, we went to all of the checkups with him and everything was good. So there was no reason, there was no logical reason for me to think that I was failing so bad as a mom that somebody would take my baby. But I did. I thought about this all the time. And then when the nighttime came, I would spend the evening trying to relax because I knew I needed to go to bed. And part of me didn't want to go to bed because then the thoughts about somebody breaking in and killing us would start. So I spent a lot of time just falling asleep in my recliner with my son, you know, wrapped up in my lap because it was just easier to fall asleep there out of pure exhaustion than to go to bed. So, uh, right about nine months into this whole ball game, uh, my stepson decided to move out to live with us and that was fabulous because it put another person in my house and it, it kind of was a good distraction distraction huh um i think i was coming out of uh, the depression so it wasn't as stressful for me to go to the grocery store and pick up what we needed and to make meals uh, to get him, you know, to and from school. I was definitely coming into a, an ease at that point, um, which was good. Because <laughs> that's, that's a long, long time um, when you're suffering with so much heavy pain. Um, and then shortly after that my mom moved out here which was another unbelievable miracle um, because I would end up being pregnant with my second child uh, within a few months of them moving out here um, so after having survived I would say eight months of really, really wicked depression, postpartum depression. Uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I had watched a Dr. Phil. I don't know if I was like, I wasn't very far along, maybe three months pregnant. And on the show, he had had uh, a woman who, I don't know what she was diagnosed with, uh, anxiety, depression, bipolar, I, I have no idea. But um, one of the things he said to this woman was, you know, sometimes you've got to take the medication and be pregnant, even if... Um, the precautions say that taking this while pregnant is a, a really bad idea. You know, he was saying you need to talk to your doctor, um, 
because they're, they're a risk to everything. And you've got to weigh if being on some medications is what you need to help you get through your pregnancy and to avoid postpartum depression. Um, so, I mean, he was, he was very much an advocate of speak to your doctor and, you know, maybe you can't stay on what you've been on, but maybe there's another option that might provide you some benefit um, during or after your pregnancy. And so I went into my doctor. I was trying to be very proactive. Uh, and the doctor was fabulous. <clears throat> and he said that when I got about six months um, into the pregnancy, that they would put me on, uh, I think it was Prozac, so that I didn't, so that I had time to get it in my system, so that by the time I had this child, I wouldn't suffer the same experience. And still, I don't remember the doctor asking me what my postpartum depression looked like. And, and I know it's so hard to say. These things are very embarrassing. They're very scary. It's very shameful to have to admit uh, as a mother that, you know, this is how you're feeling and you're being paranoid. And when I'm in a, a normal Melissa state, I can look at those thoughts and I can clearly understand that that's not normally how I feel. Um, and I know I'm a good mom. And even before I was a mom, I had read everything I could get my hands on. So I knew that I could do the best that I could, and that would be more than enough with my love and my uh, attention and my interest. That would, that would make up for some of the shortcomings of having to figure stuff out, trial, trial and error. Um, so I was super happy that my doctor was receptive to this because I don't know what I would have done had I received any pushback. And I know there are a lot of doctors who do not believe these medications that we know pass through to the children or pass through our milk. Uh, they, they don't want to prescribe them. And I know there's liability issues with that. Um, I still think that it's time to get new information out to doctors and to the public um, on what our options are. Uh, there's, there's a lady in our group and her daughter is bipolar and she just had a baby and she's really struggling and she wants to keep nursing and is not getting a lot of information on what her options are. And I don't know if lithium is an option for her or not. It may not be something that has worked for her. But I did just read that it is, uh, doctors believe it is okay 
to take that if you're bipolar during pregnancy and after even while nursing because the risk of keeping a mom in not a manic episode is very important um, again I'm not a doctor I just I think there should be more information available for you to make your own choices um, I think a lot of us would uh, just like to know what can I do because I can't I can't be crazy when this all goes down. When you hand me that little bundle of joy, I can't be paranoid. I can't be manic. I can't be depressed. I can't be suicidal. I need something that's going to help me be the best mom I can be for that child. Um, so six months in to the pregnancy, he put me on Prozac. Uh, I was so grateful. I had a very different experience. Um, with my daughter, uh, my ex stayed home again for a month, which was fabulous. And I, I still had some aspects of the um, paranoia. Uh, I'm still, you know, reading now, trying to find out if that's just part of the bipolar in general. Um, there's just so much, I mean, I know there's a ton of books, but there's really a ton of books and sometimes you just need to be able to find out what these thoughts are. Um, so I, I don't, I wasn't depressed. Um, and I don't know that you have time to be depressed when you've got two small children. I mean, I do know you, you can be depressed. Uh, I don't feel like I had time. I had a lot more time to myself the first, after the first pregnancy, which definitely didn't help anything. Um, and then having my mom there was really good because I didn't have that the first time. I was very much alone, but I think just kind of fed in on itself. Um, I think I stayed on the Prozac for maybe six months, and I think I just stopped taking it. I, can't, I don't remember being weaned off of that. Um, but, you know, that's the other thing is when you have, um, there, there's not a good transition so you have your regular physician, you know, um, some of us do, some of us don't. Uh, then you get pregnant and you see an OB. And then when you have the baby, uh, you go back at six weeks and then you get transferred off to a pediatrician for the baby. So I don't know that I saw uh, a doctor for a good long time after that first six week <laughs> uh, appointment. So I stopped taking it, felt fine, and I think it was another 
two years before I was having any really bad episodes again. Um, because I think my son went into a preschool program and my daughter, so he may have been like four, four and a half. And that was the next time that I had the opportunity to go see um, a psychiatrist to get medication for the depression and the anxiety I was going through. Anyway, so being a mom, being bipolar, really hard, really hard. Um, I, this psychosis this lady was describing sounds unbelievable to not have memories of you know those first couple of days after her baby was born babies were born um, having delusions that she was in a completely different time and space um, This is, this is some crazy, crazy stuff to kind of wrap your head around, uh, hormones and mental illness and just kind of getting completely thrown out of whack. And at the same time, I sometimes wonder, are there still things that I think about or tell myself, believe, whatever you want to think, that are still part of this delusion of my mental illness. Uh, that's where I'm going to leave it. just wanted to get my mother's, mother's Day thoughts out. I hope that we will be in a place here in the next decade where there is far less stigma of saying, uh, yeah, I'm here because I'm pregnant and I have mental illness and I need your help navigating not only this nine months of pregnancy, but the, you know, the first nine months after that as well. I hope that we have new information, new studies tracking this of women who have taken different medications while pregnant and while nursing, along with the information of was there any harm or was there great benefit? Uh, it would be nice to be handed that information when you go in. Oh, you're bipolar? Okay, so here's our recommended list of medications you can take while you're pregnant. We need help, and, and this is not happening right now. So I hope there are great advances to make this a little easier and far less scary uh, to be a new mother and have mental illness. Bye.